All right, everybody, welcome back to our Tri-State Trends podcast. I got my man Matthew Ruzika with me, who's co-crushing it along five-star financial. These guys have reset the pace on what it looks like for these lock-ins and doing things and crushing premium in a short amount of time, a few days in, in a month. So I'd love to see what's happening, Matt. I'd love to hear from you about it. Before we get into anything, can you give everyone a backdrop of kind of where you're coming from? Um, how you found FFL, and first and foremost, how are you doing today, my guy? Yeah, I'll answer that later half first. So it's a it's a beautiful day. We're above ground. God gave us another day. We can't be uh, you know ungrateful for too much more. Yes, sir. So it makes it a good one. Me, I came from you know it's not like I I um I grew up in middle class America. My dad was an entrepreneur. My mom was basically an entrepreneur with him, running the books and everything behind him. So I grew up in a world of always seeing an office being at home, always being entranced in, in work um, and in grinding. So I always was had like a, a sales background. I never you know, worked at fast food or anything growing up. I first gig, 15 years old, selling slinging suits at Men's Warehouse, um, huh. went to college. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, I, I was well-dressed there for a, a good bit of the years. How, how many years were you at Men's Warehouse? Not too long, just about a year and a half, two years max. I was, uh, you know, working in between school and then on summer breaks nice so it was fun but we were uh, renting tuxedos out so that was my kind of first dabble in sales um ever since then i've done door-to-door internships college i've done you know b2b i sold energy um and in college also for about three years during an internship and then that was actually my first job out of college selling commercial energy electric natural gas pounding the phones so i've always had kind of a sales background um Mm. that's me coming up um and how i found ffl Went to school with David Starr, Drew Jones, if you if you know him or if you've had him on here before. Um, that's how I came to FFL. August of last year, I was getting out of the corporate space. I just hated having a, someone tapping their foot waiting on me, eight to five, working for someone else. I'd rather, um, for me, it's, it's easier to have more flexibility, do a little bit more batch work, and still get where I want to go. So I was frustrated. I'd been a, you know, I'm a triple major, and they always say, Hey, it's really easy for you to get jobs. I was getting, I was getting, you know, best offers on the table for how elite I was supposed to be with these pieces of paper that we paid so much money for. I was getting 45, 50,000 a year total. And I'm thinking to myself, is that all I'm worth? Uh, Eventually I got, you know, kicked or denied, denied enough job offers that I called Drew bank accounts looking low. And I said, buddy, I don't know what you're doing. Cause he had told me he was done new insurance a month or two before that. And I went, no. I will not sell insurance. Like I've, I've done door to door. And to me, no, at that time, I will not. <laughs> I absolutely will not do that. Mind, it was the same thing as the used car salesman at the time, the same thing. And I, I it was just it, for no reason. I never, you know, had any bad quarrels or anything. It was just a stereotype, but I broke down and eventually said, you know, Andy Elliott says you either come in here broke or broken. I was both. So I called Drew up one night, said, whatever you're doing, I don't care. Get me signed up. Four days later, I finished my course, <laughs> took my exam, and I was writing within two weeks. That's so crazy. <laughs> Think about this, man. Think about this. No, I will absolutely not sell insurance. Think about that. Think about how strong of a statement that is. Yeah. And then whatever you're doing, I need to do it. There's so much space. Matthew, yeah, it's in between. talking out both sides of my mouth for sure. <laughs> well, but there's a, but there's a something happened. 
you know, in between those two statements. <laughs> How much time yeah. was that were those two statements apart? So I was to give you like the exact timeline, I stopped working in the corporate world end of May last year, was doing job hunts. I probably went through five interviews or, or five different companies, you know, multiple rounds, getting to the end just to go, wow, this sucks. Um, <laughs> so I would say Drew called me in early July, went another two or three weeks um, work, working around, and I had one job that I was incredibly hopeful of. It was a nice, big, fat salary. It was environmental pest management, so I'm not out there spraying bugs, but I was just going around knocking on sister companies to a, a, you know co apartment complexes and saying, hey, we'll do this, which it was a, an incredibly cushy job, and mm -hmm. I think my complacency was pushing me towards that, but, I mean, I'm glad I got, you know. They, they, it's funny to say the dude who beat me turned down the job, and then they went back and begged him to take it and then instead of taking me. So that was kind of like the final wow. slap in the face which made me turn around and honestly, I think killed my ego and said, Hey, like it's, it's do or die time. You know what I mean? I, I got to drop the ego. I have to try something cause I'm sinking in quicksand right now. Now, David was having success and you kept, I guess you kept seeing her. Did he keep calling you? Did he keep texting you? So David brought in Drew. Drew, and okay. Drew and I were really close. David and I just knew each other as acquaintances. Like oh. it's not like we hung out. Maybe I mean I wouldn't even call it hanging out. We crossed paths in college four or five times. Got we it. knew of each other, but Drew and I were really close. So Drew was a a cell phone fixer, still is, and David was very good about breaking his phone in college. So that's how they knew each other. <laughs> I uh, Drew just mentioned though, hey, you know I'm doing this insurance thing. Like, dude, I you know went out and helped two families this week. Like, you know, the bank account's looking good. Um, and Hey, not to mention I'm working with David Starr. You remember him from school? And I was like, Oh yeah. So that was the, uh, it all happened kind of perfectly. Um, I said, yes, literally two days later, Matt Borsch, Mike and, uh, Mindy were all coming into town for, for a business BMO meeting yeah. and, uh, everything kind of aligned. I went to that and it was off to the races. Wow. So you didn't, he didn't like, text you a lot or call you a lot you guys he it was it, the conversations were part of were fluid through your friendship yes yep yep um drew definitely called me a lot which that's <laughs> yeah he, he was keeping my ear to feet to the fire but once david um once i met him you know he was definitely sending his little seed drops of text or said showing me you know hey look at look how many families i helped today just to fuel the fire and why not dude you know why not how do you feel about the decision now Best thing I've ever made in my life, but also the hardest, but good things aren't, aren't easy. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's given me the flexibility. Um, I tell people there's no other product out there that you can take a $5 lead and go make a thousand dollars off it. Not even drug dealers get that margin. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing else out there like it. You're helping people <laughs> protect themselves and, and getting paid to do it. Uh, on top of that, you're, you're in, con uh, you're in control of everything that you can be, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so that's uh, pretty awesome. Now, in reference to your journey as a personal producer, learning how to do this, telesales, um, you know, kind of hosting and, and uh, making these lock-ins happen. Talk about the power of the lock-in. And then, you know, talk about the power of telesales. Yeah. It's funny, the telesales power just hit me in the face today. So, um, I mean, the lock-ins are huge. 
without them, Zoom is great. In person is even better if you can get into an office near you. Just getting yourself around the people who are in the field, making it happen every single day is going to make you that much better. Um, I mean, I can attest for the short time I did have a team. When they sat down day one, Thursday on 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 whatever day the lock-in goes goes through till Sunday. By the time Saturday morning rolled around, it sounded like they had been running a thousand appointments. I mean, it was complete night and day what you pick up being that close to everyone and kind of not distracting yourself, cutting off all over all you know, trimming off all the fat and just focusing on that. It really takes you you know leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. I would say if you're an agent and you've been in here for six months and been to zero lock-ins and you're an agent who's been here for two months and been to one lock-in, you're, wow. if not further ahead, wow. or, you know, right at that same stride. That's, that's, that's a bold statement, but it, you can, you're convicted by it. So that's a powerful statement. Um, I mean, there's countless people that have never done this before and they come in and make a sale. And uh, I mean, people don't believe us, but it's uh, the rule of 25%, 100% out of 100% of people, 25 will always say no, 25 will always say yes, the other 50 is skill-based. So mm. if you can at least be there for the 25, which means working, right? and simply, you know, coming day <laughs> after day, that's it's going to reward you. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's so good. What um, What is your schedule like um, on a day-to-day basis, and how are you managing, what are you doing for leads? It's ever-changing. Um, I mean, I think that's, the name of the game for everyone. For me, um, I, I did, you, you asked about telesales. Telesales was a game changer. I mean, the amount of money that you save, the amount of time that you save, the amount of stress that you take off yourself by not running out in the field. Don't get me wrong. I still run in person because it's fun getting back out there once you're once you're good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it bites you in the butt. Like this morning, went out to a sweet old lady, 8 a.m. You know, I was excited. I haven't ran an 8 a.m. in person mm-hmm. in a minute. Drive out there. <laughs> daughter meets me at the door says hey she's she's got dementia i mean she doesn't even like remember that you're coming i'm like darn okay sorry see ya um and then the and she has you know plenty of insurance i'm i have plenty of other families to get to and then the second one i go to it's a no show so i mean it, it's that's the the whole point i think of why i went to telesales because i was in the beginning losing money on gas losing money on leads losing money on time um, but telesales was a massive game changer for me my schedule um I mean, when I did start, I was doing the, the six days a week, eight to eight to eight to eight, simply because I wanted to get to that hundred sits as fast as possible, which I did about in a month and a half. Um, and then ever since then, this is a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right. So ever, some people can do it. David's a beast. He can do six, seven days a week. I can't, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a mini Tibbs. I can't produce 10, 15 in two days huh. like she does. That's, that's wizardry. Um, <laughs> but I'm still trying to find my sweet spot. So for me, what I've been working is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, grinding out really hard. Um, I have plenty of other business ventures going on, but I feel as if I'm in more control because I'm giving more time to everything. So in those four days, I'm not worrying about the family business or I'm not worrying about this or that. I'm solely, fully insurance for four days. And to me, that helps me lock in more um, and I think help more families without, you know, straining yourself. Absolutely. Now, are you doing... Um, call to close or are you doing appointments? I do it all. Um, I, I did recently transition to one call close. It, it makes me laugh. I don't know how for six, seven months I did appointments. You know, I still do set appointments. Don't get me wrong, but I'm calling you to one call close. And if I can't, then I, I set the appointment if I have to. So for me, that's been a game changer because, you know, 
tons of people pick up the first time compared to if you ever try and get them on a meeting again. Um, and you just have that many more at bats is how I see it. So currently I do one call closing, setting appointments. I run in person. I mean, I have every lead type you can think of. I had ACE, I have mail pro mail house, BPLs, Facebook leads. Like I do it all. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, that's obviously contributing to your success. You know, the ability to stay in the lead game like that. What would you say right now is one of your biggest challenges, Matt? I mean, if I'm wanting to be honest with myself, it's just, it's, it's me. One of my biggest challenges is going against me. It's the mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, this business is so fully ingrained with what you tell yourself up here right. that you can be running flawless appointments. You can be running the amount of appointments you need. And if you're off up here, then people are going to feel it on the other end. And you're going to wonder why do I have commission breath or why am I not closing anything? So for me, I think my biggest challenge is, is just keeping myself in check. Um, you have those good weeks. Don't get too big of an ego. You have a bad week. Don't think that you can't sell insurance. Right. Um, so huh. I think my biggest challenge is trying to stay consistent and steady. Yeah. I think everybody deals with that. You know, um, I, you know, I've been in this business a long time. I've struggled with that myself plenty and, and I've other producers that have, and it's like, you know, you go two or three, you know, sales in a row without making the sale. You, you think you forgot us. You think you're going to lose your house. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. Kidding. I'm like, that's how, look, that's where my brain takes me to. You know I, mean? so, I don't even have kids. I'm like, dude, yeah. my kids are just homeless. Yeah. <laughs> it's an actual natural, um, you know, mindset for competitive folks. I mean, the key is staying in the game, right? Like, like you have to stay in the game. You know, it's not like this thought is going to take you out for life. It's this. Just this thing that's going on right now. But if you stay positive, hunker down, you're gonna you're going to bounce back. You're going to make another sale again. You will not yeah. go out of business. You know, so we've all struggled with that before, Matt. And uh so I just wanna encourage you that that's super normal. Um, but you're team building as well. So what are you doing? What are some things you're doing to, to bring on agents and help them understand, you know, how to be successful in our business? Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure that out too. You know, <laughs> if I, if I had a clear cut answer, I'd, I'd be uh, sitting with the Rolls Royce behind me, but <laughs> the, I mean, what I'm trying to do. And I think what every, every upline, or I hope every upline does here, um, is, is just trying to make the process faster, the learning curve quicker for every person behind them. You know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to make mistakes and everyone's going to make mistakes. Like the, my first couple weeks out here, I purposefully wanted to sound stupid because I wanted to get humbled as fast as possible. Cause as soon as you get humbled, that's when you start learning and that's when your eyes open. That's when you start listening. And when you start listening, that's when you actually start making sales. So I wanted to get humbled as fast as possible for me. When new agents come in, um, I'm really focusing on attaching their goals, what they want out of this. You know, you can't, I mean, for me saying, Oh, I want, um, you know, to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, Sure, that sounds great, but that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. What does that hundred thousand mean? Does that mean you can donate to a church or a charity of your choice? Does that mean you can take you and your extended family on a vacation? Does that mean you can help others in need? I have to map out those things uh, that come from the money the why. to see it. And I try and see whether that person is a monetary or whether they are like a visual person is like what I would call myself. So instantly and 
it might sound like a waste of time, but I think this business is much more than can you dial, can you be consistent, can you hit the phones. I think this business is showing that you care about each other, whether mm -hmm. that's client or teammate. Um, and if you can help someone win in more than one area of their life, inherently they're going to work better. That's great. That's the, one, that's the one thing I learned from my corporate environment. They were really, really good at taking care of you and made you feel really hunky-dory. And uh, I don't want to make people be complacent, but you know, I want them to know that there's support and that if they put their minds to it or they, you know, follow these rules and work out, take care of yourself, eat right, make time for living life, like you're going to be fine. That's huge. And that's that's true. You know, you're going to be fine, you know, but do the things that matter day in and day out so that you can start to, you know, have some of these ticker marks and knock some of these things down for success. When you look at 2023, and you look at the rest of the year, how do you want to finish out? Well, with um, combining forces here, I, I have no reason but to finish with that red jacket as well as I want to get um, our team. We have right now about six writing, active writing agents. Nice. Um, want to get that to 20 by the end of the year as nice. well as hitting 100. So logo by December. I love it, man. Well, thank you for jumping on with us for our Trends podcast. And uh, I'm sure we're going to see you on here very soon again, man. Thank you for what you're doing, and congratulations on your success, brother. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, have a good rest of the day. Don't be, uh, don't be uh, flying to Hawaii or anything with us with that shirt on. <laughs> you're, giving me, you're giving me the vacation vibes with it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Take care. Take care.